Hello, 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 everyone. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time you may be listening. I am Warren Mitchell, and this is the Power of Men podcast. This is my first podcast that I will be uh, putting out there. I have uh, another in mind, but this one is near and dear to my heart in focusing on positive energy and values and significance of men. Um, we have a lot of negative stuff that, that's out there um, regarding men. Um, a lot of it we deserve because we put it out there. And But there are also some positive things that, that, are, that are there about men that I want to be able to focus on and, 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 and display to the world and give men an opportunity as well to talk about some of the challenges that they're experiencing um, in their lives and on their journey. Again, I am Warren Mitchell, and this is the Power of Men podcast. I have a co, uh, co-host with me today, and she's going to help me um, to talk about this issue um, and the focus of men. She is the wonderful, lovely, and very inspirational Misha Harding. Hello, Misha. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad that you volunteered, that you said. Yes, I volunteered <laughs> him, everyone, yes. that I was coming this morning and that we were going to record this podcast today. So he was volunteering. I volunteered him. I volunteered myself and I told him. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and I accepted. He had no choice. Right. <laughs> So she's going to ask me um, some questions, and we'll have a dialogue going back and forth, um, trying to um, give you this first um, episode is mainly about telling you what this the podcast is going to be about, um, and um, an introduction to that, and we'll see how it how it evolves from from the questions. Okay. My first question is um, when I think about the power of men podcast. I also think about the power of the man behind the podcast hmm. and your journey. Okay. What brought you to mental health? Wow. All right. Oh, you went deep quick. All right. <laughs> Deeply personal. All right. It's a, it's a story I have I've shared um, um, uh, to many of my clients and on my journey. Um, I originally went to school for electronics engineering, um, actually. Uh, so you wonder how did I flip from or switch from there to here. Um, I really enjoy why, why I liked um, electronics and even math. I like figuring things out. And with, with math and with electronics, I figured there, there is a way to solve this problem. And so that's why I went into it. And there's a reason why I'm starting there. Um, so while I was at school in, in, in DeVry, um, that's way back in 1985. <laughs> Big ups to all my Central High Caribs 85 classmates. Um, so yes, I went to school um, at DeVry, and while there, I went through a lot of personal experiences where I became um, very depressed, um, even to the point of being suicidal, and didn't know how to deal with the situation that I was in. Um, the closest thing to help um, that I had was uh, a Bible I came up with and, and remembering you know, my parents taking us to church and my father just having this commitment to going to church. Even when my mother wasn't going or didn't go, he would still go. He would usher in church. And I always admired that about him. And so I, that connected me with God. And that's when I like prayed to God and just like 
promise like God, if you get me out of this situation, I promise to dedicate myself to being there for other people because I didn't have anybody that I could really talk to about where I was. And this was, I'd never heard about being depressed before and what that was about, but it was a terrible place where I was and it just, it didn't feel good. And I had so much dreams and aspirations and my parents had a lot of dreams and aspirations for me as well. And um, I felt I had to live up to that. Um, and so when I wasn't able to, it was hard for me to try to move on. Um, and so in, in, in essence, that's what brought me into this place. I promised to God, promised God that if he got me out, I would dedicate my life to serving others and helping to um, being a voice, being a, an ear and listening, um, to be able to listen to their challenges and see if I could help them out. I didn't know anything about therapy then either. Um, so I just wanted to be a support. And that's what kind of flipped me over into the mental health arena. That's incredible. And I'm sure that a lot of people can um, certainly identify with that journey and that story and those feelings that you experienced yeah. as a young man. Um, when I was in college, I had a number of male friends that struggled with depression. I actually had mm. a, a good male friend of mine who ended up getting diagnosed with bipolar disorder wow. freshman year. Wow. So I think that that's a critical stage for a lot of young men and the yeah. fact that you were able to come through it with yeah. with through prayer and, and seeking purposes. And a lot of support from, you know, like, like I went back home. I was here in Atlanta um, in 85, I think, well, in 88, oh, through 88, um, when I... You know, parents asked me if I wanted to come back home because things weren't um, you know, weren't going so well here. And um, so I went back home and I got involved in the youth ministry at St. Anne's Church and also started working at Timex um, back then when we had the, the watch factory back home. Um, and that support at, at St. Anne's uh, with priests and deacons and youth leaders and other youth people, the youth uh, themselves, um, really helped me. Um, to finding purpose, as you indicated just now, and really finding for the first time, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I feel good doing something, and, and, and it felt like I knew what I was doing, and that time I really prayed for wisdom, I read in the Bible about praying for wisdom, and that God would provide it, so I did that, and just started having these insights into just life and myself, um, and that was amazing for me, I mean, that's like, you know, outside of just performing and doing things. Um, I felt good about myself outside of doing things. Um, I didn't have to do something and I felt good that, you know, I, I had a purpose and I was valuable and valued, so. When you think about this, this journey of purpose and bringing it to this podcast, The Power of Men, how, how does this align with your purpose in this mental health space? Why did you decide to focus on on men this was um i've had a friend who's always encouraging me to work with men and i've always wanted to work with men i just didn't know to what capacity and and because the truth is literally i found it easier for me to work with women i like talking about a lot of emotional stuff and a lot of these cognitive things that unfortunately many of us as men were not involved in as much i didn't have too many people around me like that but i knew the pain and the suffering of, of males in relationships, um, on their own personal journeys, and the difficulty of growing up with a certain mindset that says you couldn't cry, you couldn't show these sensitive emotions. Why do we do that yeah. to our young men? It's a, I mean, it's, I, I really believe it's... You're it, weak. You're weak, you're, yeah. you're acting like a girl. Exactly, and we don't even know how insulting that is yeah. to, to, to females. 
Um, and so we associate because you guys are naturally connected to your emotions and ours have been stifled. And, you know, there are some tests that, and studies that in the past that have shown that infant boys are, seem to be more emotionally sensitive. I was just going to ask yeah. you that. Are we, are we as women naturally more um, aligned with and in tune with our emotions? Or are we socialized to be? That's a great point. That's a great point. And it, it's from the study I was just referring to. It seems like a lot of it may be socialization. Um, I was listening to, um, I think it's John Bewin on the Scene on Radio uh, podcast, and, and he was talking about, they had a, a whole series, I think it was last year, on, on men, um, and, 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 and the focus was, was how much of, um, how much of the, the society that we live in has been influenced by patriarchy. The patriarchal society that we currently have that and how how toxic has that been for for various people especially women and and i think it has also been toxic for men in creating a false image of who we're supposed to be this machismo tough kind of mindset and from his from the podcast one of the things that stood out for me it seems as if a lot of societies develop that mindset for men based on war based mm -hmm. on the need to to be tough to protect um, mm -hmm. And therefore, okay. emotions was was getting in the way, if you would, is how I interpreted it. And so, having those sensitive emotions would not help. And it anger gets it gets killed exactly. <laughs> Literally, right, gets right, you killed. right. And yeah. the one anger, one emotion that that helped is was anger. And um, so, it, it it forced men or or gave men the impression that that's who you to be a man, to be a real man. You can't ha you can't be crying. You can't. Be, be, be all too sensitive and you got to be tough and mm -hmm. anger fills us with a certain adrenaline that helps us to be tough and I think that plays a significant role in helping us or influencing us as men to think that that's how we're supposed to be and mm -hmm. so we take that from a primitive mindset to, to even being on the streets um, where guys are told the same thing or playing sports in particular mm -hmm. told the same thing uh, or if they go into the military or, or, or police account or police force, told similar thing. And, and so when you have a guy like that who has several of those experiences going to a domesticated situation or intimate relationship, and he now is being challenged to uh, become vulnerable in, in order for him to express uh, himself. Express Talk. himself. Tell me how you feel, Yes. <laughs> he sees that his, his, his partner wants him to open up to become vulnerable and in his mind that means you're trying to hurt me mm. and i'm not going to do that that's deep yeah and so if if that's what i have learned and the coping mechanisms for anybody who's trying to make see my vulnerability or make me vulnerable they are threats mm. or that's an really enemy deep. yeah so i use my coping skills that i've learned on the streets or in, in playing sports or military or police if i have those experiences and i use it in my relation my relationship with my significant other even with my kids but how does that feel for men i mean i know that it's a coping mechanism or it's how men were socialized and it's a survival right. instinct really right. to right. not emote right. to not share to not be vulnerable yes but when I think too about the number of people that self-medicate, right. the number of people that that have explosive outbursts of anger, right. um, men in particular, clearly it's it's 
it's affecting them in negative ways, whether they talk about it with a therapist, which a lot of people don't, right. or they choose to smoke or drink or have some other outlet. So how does that feel for men? Like even with you or with people, with men that you've worked with, what does that, what, what do they share about what it feels like to live under the weight of this patriarchal society and these expectations of men? It's a significant amount of pressure to the point where men who are feeling those feelings, for them to admit that to themselves, they feel that they're going against their manhood. They're going against their identity as males. And some have even wondered if they are gay, if they're feeling those feelings of of being sensitive and, 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 and crying and and wondering why they so why they such a quote unquote excuse the term but being a punk mm. um, and many don't see that there's an option is either you're this tough machismo type guy or you're a woman or wow. something close to being a woman and for a man to not fit that model anything less some men even they don't feel a, a need to leave, to live. And that it, it's 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 a major weight on many men, and so as you said, we go out self-medicating, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be you know um, buying things. Um, um, it's not just women that you know, that goes out and buy stuff and shop. We Good we have our toys, therapy. yes, <laughs> um, or smoking or drinking or drug, some other drug or even sex or eating. even just dating, eating, mm-hmm. um, always being out, playing video games. All of those are for many men. Are self-medication who, who just they don't know how to articulate what they're going through and, and uh, even identify what they're going through and unable to express it. Do you think that these issues are even more significant or prevalent among minority men? I definitely think so yeah um, for many of us we I don't know where it started um, but many of us are told to 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 not let out our dirty laundry um, into the world um, to not let another person handle our fears. That means we are not being fulfilling our role as men. And so to come even see a therapist or to talk to somebody else um, about this is a sign that you don't know how to handle yourself. Yeah. And for a man to admit that it takes a lot of courage uh, and humility to be able to do so. And if he has not been told um, how to do so, then he shuts down, and so in in, in many minority um, cultures, uh, men of men of minority groups in various cultures, um, who have been told to stuff their stuff those emotions, keep it shut down, don't talk to anybody else, and don't let people in on your on your on your secrets or your dirty laundry, we we don't have another another alternative, and you know life is so depending on the society that these 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 men of minority groups live in. If they live in another um, in a culture or society rather where they are um, being oppressed it's even more challenging you know you, you, you have to fake it and be out there to try and to try and assimilate and to try and get by to provide for your family and then within your community um, you are also dealing with struggles whether it be personal relationships or other matters and you don't have a way out you can't you don't, there's no place you feel safe to be yourself you don't even know who's the self that I'm supposed to be and so you try being what other people have called you to be, um, people that you you see as models who you're exposed to, whether it be through the media or through your neighborhood. Um, and if you don't have positive images around you that, that, that are there to encourage you, inspire you to be more than what other people are saying that you are, you feel stifled and stuck. 
and you feel that you know that's the farthest you can go is a certain level a certain plateau and, and then that's it so a lot of minority men are, are struggling to to find an identity even outside of the minor of what's the stereotypical roles within minority groups so some men who may have a talent for singing. It may not be rap or R&B or reggae or calypso. Um, it may be something else that maybe you see white folks doing, uh, but that's their gift. Yeah. And they will, many will stifle that because it does not emulate or show a picture of who I am as a black man or Hispanic male or mm -hmm. whatnot. And who, who has defined that for us though? Like when I think about these images of what it means to be a strong black man, mm -hmm. who defines that? It, 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 because, you know, as a woman, I certainly have ideas around what I want my man to be like. Yeah. But one of the things I don't want him to be is to not have emotions. I've, right. I've dated men who don't emote. Right. And you're always wondering, does he like me? Right, does right, he right, care? Right. And it's, but I, I find that a lot of men are just taught not to emote. So I wonder where do these, where do these images come from? Like where do these ideas come from? I don't know. Um, I definitely believe, and I don't think this is one we can necessarily blame on the white race. Mm -hmm. I think um, the patriarchal system is a cross culture and transcends time and um, um, transcends um, various cultures, um, and and we see it happening. And I mm -hmm. think where you know, as the as scene on radio has brought in, in their topic on men, it has shown where for survival, as you said, where war, um, in order to survive, you have to have a certain certain characteristics, a certain trait. And so I'm thinking a lot of it came from that. Um, and I think pr primarily my personal reading from a mental health or spiritual perspective, I really believe that comes from a place of insecurity in order to, to present that this is the image or this is how I am to be as a man. I have to be tough and hide my emotions and, and not be able to express those. That's a sign of insecurity for me. I mean, if you're going to be like that, that's a temporary fix to deal with a, a crisis situation, but to make that a way of life, of how you're going to be, that's not fully being human. And, and, and when we stifle all other aspects of being human, then we pay for it. It shows up in other ways in our lives. And so that tough mentality of being a man, being a strong black man, uh, we need to redefine and describe what that is. And I think um, Jason Wilson is out now with a book called Cry Like a Man. Mm. And it's a really powerful book. And he's, he's showing various images. And, and he uh, brought up on the streets as well and was involved in, 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 in the game, if you would. Um, until he got to when his family members, I think brothers as well, who you know were killed in on the streets, and you know just talking about the value of being able to get in touch with those emotions and being able to express them in, in healthy ways, I think it's it's we need to redefine or redescribe what a strong black male is. I think that that's really important. I think that the more we see. Um, men of color, in particular black men, talking about the issues they face and talking about their emotions and talking about their mental health issues, it makes it okay for other people to do the I same. Um, recently, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith had a, um, a, a red table talk about mental health issues, and I know you saw it. Yeah. And I forgot the name of the, the guy. He's, uh, oh, goodness. Kid Cuddy. Okay, okay, okay. Kid oh, okay. Got, and yeah. he spoke mm -hmm. and about the fact that he'd been suicidal wow. and had gone through a dark period of depression. 
and it opened up a dialogue where so many young people, um, both male and female, but particularly men, began to talk about and say, wow, I, I felt the same way, I dealt with the same thing. Yes. But it, it takes people that, I mean, he's a he's in the in the music industry. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's you know he's cool. He right. dresses the part. <laughs> you know he's a rapper. He's a DJ. He's a, and he's and so people look at him. They think, wait a minute, he has it all. He has right. money. He has the swag. He has the girls. Right. He has everything. And to hear him talk about his struggles, I think made it um, made it seem okay for other people to talk about it. And I think that, so when I think about this platform, The Power of Men, um, we need more platforms like this Thank where people you. can talk. Yeah. We need more more safe spaces for people to share, for men to share their experiences, their journeys, their struggles, their triumphs, their feelings. That's right. And we all need to celebrate men mm-hmm. for doing so, mm-hmm. period. Because yeah. yeah. we're guilty too. That's right. As mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. we're guilty too. We're guilty. Oh, he, girl, he was acting all all week. He's crying and stuff on the phone. Like, I appreciate you saying that. Yes, we're, we're part of the problem. Yes, because yes. we. When I asked you who who creates these images, and you said you don't know, but I know who who supports, supports it, it and mm-hmm. perpetuates mm-hmm. the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. It's all of us. Yep, I agree. I appreciate you home. saying that because mm-hmm. you know I've gone through that even in, in in high school where you know dated someone who broke up with me because she said I was, you know, she needed, I was too soft. I need, she needed someone who was tougher, um, what is who tougher? would be harder on her and kind of thing like that. So I was like, okay. She wanted somebody to be mean to push her around. Yeah. <laughs> there's some, there's Isn't some that sisters crazy? that say that. They, they want a guy who's a little bit more thuggish, you know, if, if it were that to, wow. to make them feel that they're important. Wow. So it's, it's a lot of sickening mentality out there it's not just males who um who are influencing the negative the negativity about males um um, as you said women are some women are also there um supporting that because they have been indoctrinated into that mindset yeah Uh, you know just like there's some blacks who may be indoctrinated into seeing themselves as less than because of their skin color and trying Mm -hmm. to assimilate with being white Mm -hmm. um so it's 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 yeah the problem is 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 it's not just a simple. Uh, it's not just simply identified in one location or one person or this type of person or people. It, it, it's it's a human problem. It know? is. So yeah, appreciate that. I know you do a lot of of couples counseling in your practice, yes, and you I'm sure that you see this whole challenge of men not being able to express themselves and not feeling comfortable expressing themselves play out. In yes. your counseling all the time, what is it that you? What is one way that you address that when you see that playing out in in relationships and relationships that are struggling? How do you challenge couples or or open their eyes to the deeper issues that are causing them to not be able to communicate on a level that they should be able to communicate on? Good question. Um, for for many, it, and they come in when they come in here, they're in their pain. Uh, and a lot of times they talk from that pain and they, they forget about the good times or they forget about even why they, what brought them together. Um, and so for me, it's trying to, when they come in, is to honor them um, in recognizing that their greatness and in, in who they are in spite of this, where they are on their journey mm-hmm. um, and letting them know that they are valuable 
and even challenge them to, to look at, are you in the way that you're handling the situation? Is it a representation or a reflection rather of who you really are or are you operating out of your emotion? Mm-hmm. You know, have, or lack thereof. Or lack thereof, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, no, I don't think, it's probably not even a lack thereof, it's lack of acknowledgement of the, um, right, of the emotion. Right, because it's there, yeah, it's, it's there. there. It's yeah. just not either um, um, aware of it or want to acknowledge it uh, or don't know how to express it or expressing it in, in, in appropriate ways. Mm-hmm. So um, I have this this, this um, system I call um, the four anchors of uh, psychological ownership. And, and the, the, I think it's the third one that says that our emotions should never sit in the seat of authority. Mm-hmm. You know, our emotions should never dictate how we behave. Mm-hmm. And so if you're operating in your from your emotions or your emotions is what's motivating you to do things, mm-hmm. you there's a good chance you may not be operating out of your best self. True. And your ego is the one that's kind of facilitating that process. So helping people to become more aware of that and how mm-hmm. they are contributing to their own pain in the situation versus pointing fingers at the other person is one of the things that, that I try to get people to see and try to help them understand, listen to try to understand uh, where the other person is coming from. Understanding doesn't mean you have to agree, mm-hmm. all right? But you need to um, try and see where the, the, the person's perspective is um, and try to put on the lens that they're using to look at rea- their reality um, and then come back to your side and, and recognize and validate what they're saying. Um, and validate saying is just basically saying, this is what I hear you saying. Um, and then there are parts of it that you could agree with and there are parts of it that you may not agree with. And it's okay that you don't agree with everything somebody where somebody's coming from. And a lot of times people are not necessarily looking for people to agree with them. Mm-hmm. They want people to, to understand them, to feel me. Do you feel where I'm coming from? Um, just to be heard. Just to be heard, yes. Yeah. And a lot of times for, for men, that's one thing that we, we are th- we're th- crying out for. You know, mm-hmm. we want, can you hear me? Can you feel my pain? Can you, because I don't know necessarily know how to express it or I'm scared to express it. Because mm-hmm. if I do... Will you take advantage of me? Will you hurt me? Uh, will you think I'm less than a man? Um, and that's hard for a guy. And so when he's trying to express his feelings to, to a woman or to somebody else, he's really looking for somebody to try and understand. Can, can you, I don't want to be alone in this space. Can you, can you sit with me in, in this? Because and, and, he'll be, or we'll be quick to try and fix and, and to try and get rid of this thing because it doesn't feel good. Yeah, so yeah. you know, let's 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 just numb it, stuff it, throw it away, ignore it, so we can move on. Um, but that doesn't help a lot of relationships, and doesn't help individuals to to evolve. Knowing that that men have um, challenges expressing emotion, and knowing why. I mean, we talked a lot about the why um, right. so far. What is it that you recommend that women do? to to help men with that i heard you saying men want to be heard men are but men are very scared to be vulnerable and i'm asking because selfishly as a single woman i want to understand men too because i want one so right 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 right. (laughs) a good one so help us help y'all help us help y'all so we can help ourselves and we can all be wonderful flourishing happy couples out here so to that um, so your question is, what can you do? Yeah, to what support? do women need to do? Okay. Because if, I, like I said, I've I've dealt with men who don't 
express themselves right. at all. But I know that they feel, excuse <clears throat> me, pain mm-hmm. and they hurt. Right. Um, but what do you recommend for how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you contend with that as a woman when your man um, or the man in your life won't share his feelings and won't express himself, but you know those those feelings are right. there. I think it's important for each woman to un, to look at her expectation of of the of the man that she wants, because mm-hmm. um, sometimes the man in front of her it doesn't match up to that. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrote a, a quote the other day that if if the man in your head is not the man in your bed, or the person in your head is not the person in your bed, then you're wow. in love with an illusion. Mm. And and so every day you wake up, you're expecting this person in your bed to operate as this person in your head, mm-hmm. and you're constantly being disappointed. And so it's important that we reflect on and examine, like, this expectation I have of this person in front of me, does it match up with where this person is? Mm. And can I accept this person where he is? And then can we work towards where we both want to go? Mm-hmm. I think that's that will be uh, one one thing that we can do is to re-examine our expectations mm-hmm. um, and to make sure it, it, it meets up the reality of what is. And also looking at why do you have those expectations? Is it based on some sort of Cinderella story that you've heard from childhood growing up mm-hmm. that you have that has never really been challenged? Um, and sometimes it may be based on um, painful experiences that you have gone through in the past. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes you may coming in, you may get into a relationship without healing from your past relationship. And then this man may also become the target mm-hmm. of some of your old unresolved issues. And, and then that's not fair for the person that you're with right now to be dealing with that. He, I mean, dealing with it in the sense of he's not the one that, that, that caused it. But being that he's in your life, he's partially responsible to helping you to ev- to evolve, to heal from it. Mm-hmm. All right. And so it's important that he is aware that it's not personal, um, but he also needs to make sure that he tries to understand where is that coming from for you. So um, one, your expectations. Two, making sure that you how um, seeing how you've left other relationships. Are you healed? Are you back to being mm-hmm. whole? Are you recentered? to who you are, what have you learned from those past relationships in becoming a better you, because mm-hmm. so that's what you want to take into your next relationship. Mm-hmm. But if you don't pay attention to all of that and you have a lot of wounds, uh, unhealed wounds within you, it's going to show up in this other relationship. And a lot of guys don't want to deal with all of that. Uh, but what about that communication piece? Like when I think about men want to be heard, but men don't like to be vulnerable and don't necessarily want to show and display and share their emotions what 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 do you do with that or do you think that that is one of the reasons why there are a lot of broken families in and a lot of single parents or like is that a is that one of the reasons why we're not seeing couples get beyond the challenges of of the emotional um baggage, I guess, or, or that, that a lot of minority men and women, and women bring to the yeah, table. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, and so even though I was mentioning, you know, about women not healing from their old relationship, men come into old, their, their current relationships with baggage too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a lot of times it's either baggage from their current relationship or baggage from fathers not being involved in their lives. Mm-hmm. And that has gone on, on touched, unresolved. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he is now trying to, to present himself to be a man better than his father, 
but he doesn't have a clear image of, of what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's held on to something he got from somewhere or he created within his own head. And he expects you to buy into that um, and, and may not know how to communicate clearly that I'm struggling mm-hmm. with, you know, because of what I went through. Um, I don't know how to be the man that you're looking for. And I'm afraid that um, if I admit that to you, you won't want me. And as for us, for a, for a man, that's failure, and, and and another letdown that he has now failed himself. Not only his father, who wasn't there in his life, has failed him. Now he's failing himself, and he's failing someone that he cares about. And so, um, learning to communicate, the struggle with most communication, I believe, has has to do with trust. Um, if there's issues with trust in any relationship, it's hard to communicate, or the way that you communicate is in some sarcastic kind of way or in some way that says i don't trust you mm-hmm. i don't trust you to to be there for me so or in the past when i've shared this is what you 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 said something that hurt me so i'm coming off and communicating with you in a way to pay you back mm-hmm. and and those are very unhealthy ways to try to maintain a relationship yeah. you know we, yeah. we still want to be together but we don't realize how much the pain has taken over the relationship and that's how we are communicating with one another. And that, that's so unhealthy. And especially if you're raising kids in that kind of environment, the kids are now growing up thinking that that's normal. As painful as it is for them to see their parents going back and forth yeah. like that, they don't have any other options. They think, so they have to adapt because they can't go anywhere else. They, as a, as a, as a human, the human's way of, of, of surviving, one of the main ways is adapting. Mm-hmm. So even adapting to toxicity, is what I'll do if that's what I need to do to survive. I just don't realize how much it has affected me until I grow older and start interacting with other people or end up in a similar situation. And that stuff, the seeds that were planted then, starts to show up again then. So, but the communication piece, I think, um, it's 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 been. I, I like to challenge people to own your stuff, you know, and 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 stop putting it on on the on the other person. And so for me, it's like, okay, why did what she said or what he said get to you or make you yeah. feel the way that you feel? Where is that coming from for you? What is the story you've told yourself about how things should be that reality isn't, sh- isn't displaying for you? And that's something that we need to... Or believe that, what the person said about you. Right, like, right. What they always say, hit dog will holler. Mm-hmm. Oh. So <laughs> yeah. if, if it's not about you, then why does it bother you? If that's not who you are in, in this moment and this, what this person said about you, what they believe about you, the way that they're treating you, um, if you don't believe that's who you are, that's what, what you deserve, and why are you so angry? Why are you so enraged by it? Great question. And I think um, consciously, Many of us may not believe that's who we are, mm-hmm. but subconsciously, where yeah. all the, the, the breeding and the, the brainwashing has taken mm-hmm. place, I believe that I'm less than. Mm-hmm. So when a woman or another man tells me something, or, or even when I behave in a certain way that reflects that I am not good enough mm-hmm. in, in my interpretation, I'm going to get angry. I'm going to get pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking out on somebody, um, but it's, it's, it's my issue. I'm walking with this perception of myself that says I'm not good enough yeah you know and 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 then I and and for many men we we need to produce in order for us to feel that we are worthy of 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 manhood or worthy of being a human being because we're told that we are we are providers you know we're supposed to produce and if I can't produce I, I don't feel that I'm good enough as a man so I shut down because I don't know how to express that so I either shut down 
withdraw mm -hmm. or I get angry because mm -hmm. that's what I've learned to do, especially if you're challenging me on it to try and be better. Your intention is to try and help me to be better. Mm -hmm. But I, I can't see that yet because I haven't come to a place of peace within me to accept myself where I am. I don't want to be reminded about where I am. Mm. And so when you're trying to challenge me, like, how, how come you're either not working yet or what have you been doing? Or, you know, can you help me with the kids? Or can you, it's like, I, I, in my mind, I'm so, there's so much going on. Like, I'm thinking what you're bringing up is such, it's so petty. Like, why are you bringing on more stuff on my, on, onto mm. me? Um, and the woman may not always see what's going on because I may not always share yeah. what's going on. So we have a, we have a, a, a major issue in, in, in that situation where um, we're not on the same page, yet we're trying to run the business of a family or a relationship. Yeah. As, as co-owners and that can't work do you think that um one of the goals of this power of men podcast is to encourage more men to share um and and express their feelings and emotions and to be okay with being vulnerable to be okay with admitting when they're stressed out or when they're depressed or when they're experiencing anxiety so that they can do a better job of not only being there for the people in their lives but seeking the support that they need from the people in their lives or or other incredible people like like you as a counselor <laughs> and life coach. All right, yeah, that is. I, I, I want to to be able to help men to live um, whole whole lives and being fully themselves. And one of the ways that to do that from a human perspective is to be able to feel what you feel. Um, and to understand why you feel it and where is that coming from. And those feelings, our emotions are, are, are smoke signals to let us know there's fire somewhere. Mm. And so we need to pay attention to the emotions. But if we're numbing the emotions, it's, not, it's like not having smoke detectors in our house, you know. And, and the only time we find out that there's a fire is when we start to be we're getting burnt up, mm. you know. So we need smoke detectors to be able to understand that I'm feeling something. And then we need to be able to articulate what is that thing that I'm feeling. And then where is it coming from? You know, is it the water that's boiling that, or is it um, something that's really being burnt? Um, where is the smoke coming from? Where is the fire? And the fire usually has something to do with my expectations or the stories I tell myself, and including the, my beliefs and what I prefer to have and how that compares to reality. And so when it's in alignment with reality, the emotions are more pleasant and happy emotions. Right, um, but when it's in conflict with reality, and especially when I hold on to my emotion, my my expectations or the stories that I feel that says this is who I am as a man, and my reality is saying, well, you ain't producing the way that you're supposed to as a man, and I don't want to accept that. It, it causes me to rub, and, and that's the friction that creates the heat or the smoke um, that says something is off. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to it. So I want men to be able to understand our emotions are not a sign of weakness. It's a sign that something is off or something is going on. So pay attention so you can deal with it and, and, and work on it to become whole for yourself first and for the people you care about and people that care about you. Love it. This has been the first episode of The Power of Men with Warren Mitchell. And Amisha Harding. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all. Thank you all for taking and listening to this. Uh, we did this in one take. And uh, could you imagine? So we uh, appreciate you. Um, I'll be, the goal is to provide an episode every other week. And so listen on to the Power of Men podcast. And uh, please, when, uh, when you can, to also write a review of what you like about it and uh, how would you like us to continue to grow. 
You can also catch me on IG at warren.mitchell.inspires. That's warren.mitchell.inspires. And I thank you. And until next time, uh, especially my brothers, my fellow kings, keep your head up. Don't be afraid to admit that you don't know. Don't be afraid to admit that this is hard. Don't be afraid to admit that you're down, you're sad. You know, if you can reach out to other brothers who are of like minds, who um, who really want somebody to be there for them, um, and you guys can you just share with one another what is what is, what is the, what are these emotions that we we're feeling, or this 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 idea of manhood, where did it come from for us? Where did we learn that? And is it really a reflection of who we are? And how much is it blessing or honoring our families? All right. So thank you and peace out. Until next time.